welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And this is Michael. (laughs) (laughs) The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Have you ever wondered about how you are made up and what makes you tick? If you have, you've come to the right place because... Today, we're going to talk about your psychic anatomy and physiology. Now, that may sound a bit like a required science class you took in high school or college, but what we're going to explore is not your heart and circulatory system, or your brain and nervous system, or if your hip bone is connected to your leg bone, but your psychic makeup and how the various parts of that function in your life. You've heard us say this time and again on the show. When we talk about anything psychic, we are referring to the essential meaning of the word psychic. That is, all that is, quote, of or pertaining to the soul, unquote. So, your psychic anatomy and physiology would be about the structure of your soul or spiritual body and how it functions. It says in 1 Corinthians, if there is a natural body, then there is a spiritual body. In the Vedas, the human body is referred to as tri-ani-pada, or three bodies in one, consisting of divine, spiritual, and gross bodies. There are many references to various kinds of subtle bodies in Hindu, Buddhist, Sufi, and other teachings. Once physicists started to explore the realm of the subatomic and quantum physics, they started to discover that the universe is essentially consciousness and energy, and within that which appears to the naked human eyes as solid matter are dimensions of infinitely more subtle energy forms and consciousness. But mystics and enlightened masters have been saying that for millennia. So how did mystics and enlightened masters throughout the ages come to conclusions that the foremost pioneers of the 21st century physics are barely starting to understand today? While modern-day scientists are trying to intellectually figure out the nature of the universe and life, mystics and spiritual masters have long abandoned intellectual understanding for direct intuitive for direct intuitive experience of the self, the universe, and life. And that's not to say that the masters don't understand science. Many, most of them do. Rather than they have learned intellectually trying to figure out anything, they opted to know the truth for themselves. There is a vast difference between having a theory about something or reading about it and directly having experienced its truth. What psychic development is really about is taking the leap of certainty from continuing to rely and depend on external and intellectual proof to the adventure 
of directly experiencing the truth of any matter. The future of science is going to be a clairvoyant science, whereby scientists will have the ability to look clairvoyantly and experience the answer to questions that he or she seeks to know. For the process of validating what one clairvoyantly sees and experiences, other clairvoyants will have to look at the same object, person, or phenomena from the same vibration and consciousness level. Spirit is forever limitless and undivided, something we say often. (laughs) Yet in this universe, everything is consistently beginning and ending. That is, it's changing. And to understand the nature of phenomenon, each individual would have to experience it from the same frequency of vibration and the same level of awareness or consciousness. Otherwise, the experiment would lead to the well-known fable of the six blind men describing the same elephant as as a completely different creature because each of them is touching a different part of the elephant's body. The man who held the elephant's tail described the elephant as very much like a snake, whereas the man who touched its side argued it wasn't anything like a snake but like a big solid wall and so on. We all experience everything according to where we are in our rate of vibration and awareness. This is also why any of you who have read about or heard one person's description of the human subtle body may find it confusing when you hear or read about another person's very different description about presumably the same thing. To truly understand what a mystic or clairvoyant or spiritual teacher is talking about, You have to experience what they are saying at the level they are experiencing it or describing it. Wise teachers have communicated important lessons to their students at the level of the student's energy and awareness. Yet, not all of their students would be at the exact same level, unless, of course, the teacher had the foresight to teach them all how to be at the same level when they were receiving each lesson. Yes, There are a lot of different factors to consider when a soul is advancing in the later phases of its spiritual development and growth. Now let's get going more specifically with your psychic anatomy and physiology. Even though each of you may have different qualities and somewhat unique features in terms of your subtle body, today we'll look at some of the essential overall structure and functionalities that pretty much all of us share. This would be like the fact that all of us have a heart and circulatory system or we wouldn't be living here. Yet, if we looked at each of our hearts and arteries and veins and all, we would find quite a difference in the details of those structures as well as in their functions. And then, just when anatomists are confident they've identified all the body parts of a human body, and that all of that is the norm, some person shows up with some unusual body part no one else has, or some normal normal part missing and still functioning normally, or like in my case, some parts doubled up. It would be safe to assume that those kinds of differences would exist in our subtle or psychic anatomy and physiology as well. Well, you know, as Raphael mentioned earlier, that the Vedas offer the idea of a three bodies in one structure of the human body. And as I see and experience the human body, it's made up of 
increasingly more subtle energy bodies within the denser outer body. Because everyone's alive uh, and is familiar with most solid-seeming outer physical body, most clairvoyant or metaphysical descriptions of the human body tend to begin with the physical body. Yet what we call the physical body is the final aspect of the manifestation of a human body in this world. Without that final level of the body, as souls, we wouldn't be able to fully function in this dimension. And even more, most people wouldn't be able to see us. (laughs) That would be a problem. (laughs) So we would have a hard time communicating with everyone, right? Now, this this is what uh, souls that have exited, you know, who have died here and gone on to the spirit realms, sometimes experience if they stick around here and try to talk to their loved ones or other people in the physical, and they're going, hey, you know, here I am. (laughs) And unless the person is very psychic, very sensitive, and feels them or hears them or sees them, uh, the spiritual being, the soul, uh, doesn't get much communication. Well, to understand your psychoanatomy and physiology, you need to become aware how the human body forms. The creative power is within the spirit of God. It's that power that answers our seeking and prayers. As it often has been said, ask and it shall be given you. Well, we ask, and that which we ask for is given to us through that creative power of limitless and eternal spirit. On a very simplified level, the production of a human body begins from the convergence of the asking of the soul that seeks to reincarnate here in this world to continue its learning and growth and fulfillment. The asking of the soul that is the mother-to-be of such an incarnating soul and the asking of the father of that same soul. So, you know, a couple gets together and and says, oh, you know, let's raise a family, let's have a child, things like that, and gets interested, seeks to have that. They're starting to ask for, I'd like to have a child, we'd like to have a child. And that matches up with the asking of the soul, basically on the other side of the, what would you say, the psychic curtain, <laughs> the veil. And, and uh, uh, the soul is going, hey, I'm, I'm ready to reincarnate. I need to reincarnate to learn more and progress on my path. And you throw into that mix all kinds of karmic uh, cycles and this and that and the other thing, and boom. Into that mix also comes a lot of others, other souls, who know these souls, the soul of the uh, incoming incarnating soul or the soul of the parent, you know, the father or the mother, whatever. And as that's all converging, the soul is able to make connection through the mother-to-be And what we call conception in this world happens in the womb of the mother. 
Well, that moment of conception seen from the clairvoyant perspective is truly an extraordinary event. It really looks like the formation of an entire galaxy. A line of light from the incoming soul enters into the the, uh, coming together of the sperm and the ovum in the mother, and everything expands into the farthest reaches of the universe and then collapses back into the newly formed fertilized egg beginning the unfolding of the embryo in the womb of the mother. A magnificent spark of life literally kickstarts this dynamic process. I, I had the great pleasure of watching that uh, uh, for my first son's uh, uh, conception. Got up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden I'm going, how come I'm all of a sudden wide awake? <laughs> and I'm looking at the ceiling <laughs> and there's this bright light. And I look at the bright light and I say, hello. And, and he goes, I'm coming in. <laughs> I go, okay. <laughs> and that's when I see, see this whole process unfolding, this It's like a laser beam of light coming from him, the soul that's coming in, into his mother's body, right there in that conception, the the energy comes in between the sperm and the egg, and it ignites it. Well, from the center of the newly formed fertilized egg, lines of power radiate out to form the matrix upon which the various cells form and line up to build the body. Divine intelligence and the dynamic power, that is the undivided spirit, maps everything out for the body to become. As the fertilized cell continues to divide and multiply and start the process of differentiation of cells, the cells form into what is then called an embryo with the beginnings of nerve cells forming and such. And when the channel of energy that will ultimately become the central spinal nerve begins to form, it unfolds along what will become the spinal axis and the chakra energy awareness centers begin to form from the crisscrossing intersections of the channels of power from which the forming cells get their instructions. Eventually, All the organs and various systems form along these lines of power. And the fetus becomes ready for launching out of the womb as a functioning human body ready for incarnation by the incoming soul. Well, this process of development also happens in dimensional stages with the innermost and highest level of the subtle body forming first and transforming down into the next denser and more structured subtle body. One way that this could be seen is as seven different levels of bodies beginning with the highest frequency one and radiating out into denser and more complex bodies until it completes itself in the physical instrument for the soul. The endocrine glands in the physical body act as the transformers that bridge the gap between the physical level of existence and the next level of the subtle body 
via the major energy centers called the chakras. There are various dimensional portals between the next higher level of the body and the physical through which energy and consciousness transfers. Creative manifestation descends through these stages or dimensions of energy frequency and consciousness levels from the highest and the innermost body to the densest and outermost physical vehicle. Then from the densest and outermost physical body, the process of expanding and heightening consciousness moves inward and upward toward the highest and most aware soul cosmic and transcendental bodies. While within the human body, thousands of channels of energy carry the life force through all the levels of the body. What most people know as the meridians and acupuncture points that are indicated on the plastic model or chart of the human body displayed in acupuncturist's offices are those lines of energy that begin in the innermost level of the major chakras and radiate and spiral out all through the bodies to just below the skin of the physical body. Now those lines of energy continue outwardly beyond those meridians and acupuncture points, just below the physical skin into the layers of the aura or electromagnetic field, seen clairvoyantly as bands of colors around each person. Well, we're coming up on our first break already. I find this really fascinating. I always have. But uh, with our first break, we wanted to invite you to join us for our next teleclass coming up on Saturday, April 3rd from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. If you want to learn how to do energy work to feel better, we'll teach you that so you can feel like yourself again. This would be part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series, which you're all welcome to join us for. Then for all the details and to sign up, go to our April events calendar section on our website on michaeltamora.com or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel, during normal business hours specific time, Monday uh, Monday through Friday at 530-926-2650. We will return in just a couple of minutes to continue exploring your psychic anatomy and physiology. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. 
world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been discussing your psychic anatomy and physiology, a most fascinating subject, and why learning about them is so important, not only for your health and well-being, but for the fulfillment of your purpose in life. I found it, I have always found it kind of interesting that in the old texts, when uh, the physical body is talked about, they call it the gross Physical. <laughs> ooh, ooh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> really is, uh, another way that uh, it's described is the, the dense physical. It's the densest of all the, the physical or all the manifestations of the body. And um, part of awakening as a soul is to learn that your dense physical isn't the only part of you. And what Michael was describing in the first part of this show is how the actual body is, that dense physical body is formed using the the more subtle energies and the, um, uh, well, energies first. So, Michael, you want to continue with what you were talking about uh, beyond the thousands of channels of energy that carry the life force through all the levels of, of the body and so forth? Well, you know, I'm just thinking about you talking about the gross and dense <laughs> gross and dense. so so that's what they meant when people said you're so dense <laughs> so you're, you're only being the body <laughs> well you know it's a little like it's a little like um, being interested in cars you mm. know some people all they want to do is get in put the key in push the accelerator and and put on the brake and and have fun in it and most many don't have a clue how a car gets put together exactly yeah, yeah. and there's you know specialists who are mechanics and they can take apart a car and put it back together and all kinds of things whereas most of us you know we just Take it to take, take it a mechanic. <laughs> yeah, well, I've even seen mechanics who could fix things like cars and, and appliances that no one else could fix. And it really had to do with being able to put the energy in there so it would get fixed. Yeah, and, and be able to see it. So the same thing is with the human body. Uh, like Raphael was saying, the, the densest, the, the most physical. Yeah, this is where... We don't quite have all the uh, words that describe succinctly what are we really talking about? What level are we really talking about here? Because most people look at, in this physical world, look at the physical body as that's the body. All right. It's got a heart. It's got brain. It's got bones, skin, muscles, fat. Maybe too much fat. <laughs> maybe not enough. <laughs> sometimes maybe not enough. And and so that's where the focus is. And and as it is today, uh, who studies anatomy and physiology of the human body? Well, 
uh, on a professional level, you know, medical doctors and nurses and, and basically medical scientists, uh, researchers. researchers, and those who are anatomists and physiologists need to study it and continue to study it and update themselves with the new information, new discoveries, so forth and so on. But the regular person, normal, everyday person, they might have a little bit of that in you know, by the time they graduate from high school, they have some anatomy and physiology. And some of the kids, if they were, took an advanced placement or something, and they had a little bit more of a college course in anatomy and physiology, that's great. But for the most part, people know, you know, muscles and organs and uh, nerves and all that, but not exactly how it's put together, how it really works the whole bit. Well, when it comes to the psychic anatomy and physiology, uh, we, it's so important. It, it's not just about the physical life that we live, and it's not just about improving our physical health and well-being and fitness and capabilities. These subtle bodies, the energy bodies that uh, I like to look at it like if it were if we had to describe it on a physical level, it would be like those Russian nesting dolls. You know, those those dolls where the outermost is the biggest and then inside, if you unscrew the top and look inside, oh, there's another doll just like it in right inside of it. And then if you screw that on, uh, top off, then there's another one right inside of that and so on and so forth in, into these seven different uh, levels of, of bandwidths. Each level of the body, as it gets you know, more subtle and more subtle and more subtle as you go inward, we're going into a different dimension of energy and consciousness. It, it's simultaneously existing in the exact same space, but on a different energy level. And so in looking at it clairvoyantly, it's a little bit like uh, uh, someone looking into a high-powered microscope with a lot of different lenses, you know, where you can look at the uh, slide, the, the cells or tissue or whatever's in the, on the slide uh, through the 10-time uh, power lens, and you see it a certain way. And then you look at it at a 50-time magnification, and then, whoa, you're looking at the exact same tissue or exact same cell, and it's completely different. And then you look at it from a 100-time magnification and a 500-time magnification, so forth and so on. Each one looks very different because you're looking at it at a different level. But in the microscope, of course, we're still in the same dimension, just a different aspect, different magnification. But in, in the energy bodies, we're actually looking at a completely different dimension of vibration and consciousness. And so each dimension, each layer, each level of the body serves an entire functionality. So the physical, uh, obviously, you know, uh, takes care of the physical levels of interaction and, and physiology and uh, functionality. But then, oh, where do we feel anything? Most people think that, that you know, when you 
bump your head and you go, oh, my head hurts, or, or you sprain your ankle, oh, my ankle hurts. And they're pointing to the physical body because that's what it looks like. It, it looks like and feels like that's what's really hurting. But where is it that you're experiencing that pain or that sensation? Not in the physical dimension. It's right inside of that in a different dimension, slightly different, more subtle dimension, is another body, which is where we feel everything. The nervous system in the physical body does transmit all the impulses and, and everything, as, as scientists have discovered. But where is it that on a consciousness level, we're able to experience and say, oh, this is what I'm feeling in my knee, this is what I'm feeling in my hand, and so forth, and so on, is in the second body inside. And in this body, and this is why yeah, I'm sure many of you have heard uh, stories of an amputee uh, got a leg or, or an arm uh, amputated. But even after the physical arm or leg got amputated, they report continuing to feel pain or sensation in their extremities of the amputated limb. How can that happen? The, the, the physical hand or the arm isn't there anymore, the leg or the foot, yet they feel it. Uh, it's because they're feeling it. The, the physical body part got amputated, but not the second body in. The next one in uh, from that body in a subtle, a little bit more subtle level of energy, that never got amputated. It's still intact. And that's where they're feeling everything. Same thing on the other side of, you know, on anesthesia or, or hypnotic uh, uh, analgesic or anesthesia where chemically or hypnotically or something, a person gets, uh, uh, stops feeling pain or feeling any sensation. Ah, once again, that is impacting that second body, especially in the case of hypnosis. It's impacting what's being hypnotized to not feel the pain or sensation is the second body, not the physical first body. So it goes on like this. Each one has its, its functionality. And, and uh, uh, the third one in, Sometimes people call it the astral body, but we use that to experience uh, the consciousness that is in the, what we call astral realm, out of the physical world, out of the physical body. But it's, so when people go traveling into uh, other dimensions of consciousness, and they, they see that, oh, I still have this body <laughs> with arms and legs and everything else. Oh, that's a different level of the body, an uh, astral body. So that has a whole different functionality. That's where we have uh, all the desires. Ah, you know, when we, we dream of something, oh, gee, wouldn't I, you know, I want to grow up to be a singer. Or I want to be a, a fireman. I want to grow up to be a, a, a rock and roller. <laughs> I want to be a whatever, engineer. And you have dreams, desires, dreams. And some of those dreams, you're going to be committed to manifesting them, doing it, 
here in the physical. Others, you go, nah, that's just, you know, I wishful thinking. I, 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 it'd be great, but nah, I'm not going to put any commitment or energy or anything to making it happen. Ah, not realizing the dream, just keeping it a dream. So this is where some of that starts. And, and this is where, where a lot of decisions are made. Where am I going to put my creative energies? Uh, what kind of, which of my desires, which of my dreams am I going to realize or fulfill? What goals do I set? All that gets set up in this area. So it's not this anatomy and physiology of the, of the psychic is not limited to just the physical functionality. It has to do with what people might call psychology. Ah, how you, and then uh, the thinking mentality happens in the fourth body in. So all these are happening simultaneously and, and they interreact, interrelate to each other to form uh, what we call personalities, right? Oh, my personality is different than your personality and so forth and so on. That's how we start to experience each other and identify, oh, you're not this person, you're, he, he's this person and so forth and so on. You, you can tell, oh, this is my friend from here and, and that's my parents and this is my sister and so forth and so on. So identification, all these uh, attributes, all these qualities, all these abilities are manifested through the various different body levels. And, and then finally, as it comes down the pike, so to speak, in the, in the process of manifestation, at the physical level is where it materializes in time and space in this world. And some things make it all the way here. Other things get caught up. Other things get to a certain point and we go, nah, I don't think so. We'll just cancel it at this point and not bring it to the physical. The uh, flip side of that, illnesses. Ah, illnesses rarely, if ever, starts right here on the physical. Possibility? Yes, it can but most of it starts much earlier on, higher up, on a more and more subtle level. And unless there's detection, someone's aware, uh-oh, if you keep on going down this road in your thinking, if you keep on going down this road in the way you're relating with everyone or everything or yourself, if you don't make some course corrections on a much more inner subtle level, you're going to develop a problem here in the physical, whether it's in the condition of a physical body or in your physical level uh, expression of your relationship with people or finances, whatever, jobs, anything. So this is where the psychic anatomy and physiology, you don't have to become a PhD in it, but uh, definitely everyone has to have uh, a, at least a basic understanding of it and go, oh, yeah. Huh. And it even translates into the physical in, physical health in terms of, of being able to detect 
at a much, much earlier stage when physically you, you seem, you know, your body's healthy, everything seems to be good, you got lots of energy and you could do everything. But if you catch it earlier, you go, oh, if I keep on doing this for a few more years, I'm going to get sick or I'm going to get into trouble on the physical level. Huh? Then you can not bypass that whole thing, make your course corrections in life and in your thinking and your creative abilities and your awareness, and you'll be continuing to be in an optimal state all the way through. So no, no matter what aspect of your life you might be interested in, seeing and understanding your psychic anatomy and physiology is essential to your success in all aspects of life. And it's, you know, it's just not like the current level of understanding that makes the in-depth study of physical anatomy and physiology only necessary for experts or, you know, certain scientists. So this is for everyone, right? And it's not as difficult as you might think. Giving you a little bit more of a detailed description today might make you feel like, whoa, that, that's like, you know, and that's just the beginning. It gets more and more and more as you become aware. But the, the part that's simple is all it takes is a little bit more your awareness. It doesn't take years of studying uh, something. Ah. We're getting to our second break already, so it's time to mark this on your calendar. On April 24th and 25th, we're teaching an extraordinary and timely remote weekend of four teleclasses plus a bonus Zoom post-class session. Uh, The theme for this weekend will be psychic self-care, creative inspiration, and clairvoyant vision to live your purpose through times of global uncertainties. Through the four two-hour teleclasses, we'll teach you how to take care of your psychic self during this global awakening, heal yourself from the effects of others' energies, clairvoyantly read and manage the energies of beings around you, and get to know your spirit guides for your psychic happiness. For all the class titles, write-ups, and details, or to sign up, go to the April calendar section of our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours, specific time, and Noel, our assistant, will help you. If you're calling or wanting to contact us from a foreign country, you may uh, email Noel at michaeltamorainfo at gmail.com. In just a bit, we'll continue with your psychic anatomy and physiology. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. 
incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, we're back, and it's good to have you back with us. We've been exploring the topic of your psychic anatomy and physiology. So let's continue. So as not to keep it like a, a science class, I thought I would use a little bit of an example of experience I've had with uh, an aspect, a, a body, if you will. One of the aspects of my psychic anatomy that I became aware of as a very young person was that of what is called the astral body. Michael talked about that as the third body. I could travel my awareness in it when I was dreaming or sleeping at night or even daydreaming. My experience of it was it felt like my physical body while I moved about in it, but I often found I could do things in it that defied the laws of physics here in the world, uh, like flying or hovering, being able to purposefully practice lucid dreaming if I wanted to, uh, resulted in this awareness, which is great because uh, you start to become aware within that dream uh, gives you a chance to become more aware in the dream in this uh, grosser, dense physical uh, plane. You know, the way I finally learned over the years was every area we travel to with our awareness is all part of the same dream. I found right raising my awareness, though, to truth or not truth. You know, I want uh, one of the things that has been a goal of mine from the time I was a little child was what was true and what wasn't. And I found that goal would help me to live a more psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually more balanced and sane life. Though the hardest part of this would be to learn not to get so upset when I found out the not truths (laughs) in my seeking of truth. There are so many to get hung up on, and I found that a grounded practice of forgiveness and neutrality was very helpful and continues to be so. Being upset leads to all kinds of problems. Michael covered this in the second section a little bit, but I want to talk about it more. Being upset leads to all kinds of problems with the body, which start at the subtle bodies first. Just think about it. Being upset about anything. In other words, strong reactions, emotionally speaking, starts a cascade of chemical reactions that, if left unchecked, will eventually be manifested in the physical body 
as some type of illness or oftentimes an injury, you know, stubbing your toe, knocking your shoulder on the doorway, that sort of thing. If you practice tracking yourself after any big upset, you will see this to be true. So one of the methods to what is known as self-mastery is to, with only discernment and not judgment, be totally willing to observe yourself and what happens when you are aware of the thoughts you are producing and what happens to them once you let them loose into the world. Putting those together with everyone else's thoughts, you can see the general health of an overall humanity. I think that's what the masters do when they're looking at all of humanity. The overall health is sort of the average of everybody. And what thoughts we're producing out there is what gets produced in the world in very many different things. Yeah, collective consciousness. Yes. And, you know, um, I was just thinking about when did I start to be interested or, or start to be aware of aspects of our psychic anatomy and physiology growing up? And I realized of course, you know, when you're a kid, you don't have the vocabulary to say the stuff like anatomy or physiology on the, until you learn it, you know, in school or whatever. I didn't even have the word psychic. <laughs> that came much later than physiology. <laughs> is, there, is there even a word for psychic in Japanese? I'm sure. But I, I don't know the word in Japanese for psychic. You should look it up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, well, I do know one aspect is the word kokoro in Japanese translates. It's one of those very simple but but highly inclusive word. So kokoro could mean soul, which is psychic. So that that's one uh, word that I know that refers to psychic, but in in Japan, it, at least when I was growing up, that was not used by anyone that I knew to mean psychic, even though some people might have used it to talk about the essence of life, the the heart of hearts, so to speak, you know, and some people interpret. Kokoro is mind and soul and heart. It's all interchangeable. So it's it's a great, great word. I, I love that word. But anyway, in um, uh, as I'm growing up and I start to see uh, when I when I shut down at the higher level of awareness of geometry and and this geometrical formations that would I would see at a much higher level of the body. And I, when I decided, uh, again, in that very simple childlike manner, I said, oh, gee, trying to communicate with people at this level is not working. <laughs> Why don't you describe that? How well, have you experienced that? Because that's a really interesting story. Yeah, I've told this, uh, I think, at least once before. But for those of you who haven't heard it, um, I used to, whether I was in the... Uh, what grade was I up to? I think this lasted until I was up first grade, maybe second grade, but most likely first grade. That's about six years old, maybe seven. But from as far as I can remember, four years old, I'm seeing when I get close to someone, not everyone, but certain people 
all of a sudden, in between myself and the other person, this 3D uh, bright, luminescent, uh, geometrical construct will pop up. Like a pop-up window before there were such things as pop-up windows. <laughs> and, and to me, it was like seeing the table or whatever. It's, it's just right there. And again, I couldn't even explain it or talk about it. Uh, but to, in my own mind, I thought the closest thing I can think of to call it is uh, as a child playing on the jungle gym, you know, remember those metal structures, uh, very angular structures that you climb up on all that. It seemed like an incredibly intricate jungle gym. Now, if I had known about geodesic domes and things of that kind of geometrical structure, I probably would have associated more with that because it would be like an extremely sophisticated and uh, not a dome shape. It's, it's more amorphous type shape. Uh, uh, and, but it would be have all this intricate geometry in it. And I can spin it around and look at it from the top or bottom or sides or whatever. It looked a little bit like later on in my life, I, I seen engineers, you know, CAD uh, drawings uh, or geometrical shapes of car shapes or whatever that got even closer, but it's even more intricate than that. Well, these things would pop up glowing in the middle. And when I looked at it, I understood what this person in front of me was going through. But of course, I didn't know how to say it, talk about it. So I, I took the easy way out and said, hey, if you look at this, you'll understand what's going on and you'll get your answers <laughs> to your problems. <laughs> Silence. You know, it's, it's like they're not even looking at me. It's, it's like as if I hadn't said a thing. And I'm pointing at this thing and they're not looking at it. And now, in, in retrospect, I'm sure they were just thought I was just waving my hands around in, in air Probably had other judgments too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so finally, after a couple of years of that type of frustration, I, I just one day I remember saying to myself, this isn't working. And the moment, the instant I had that thought of this is not working, it disappeared. And it didn't come back. It didn't come back for many years until I was an adult and I start my psychic training and everything and realize, oh, yeah, I, I, ha I have all this stuff. Uh, I just shut it down. So when I shut that down by saying, you know, thinking to myself, this isn't working, what happened was I start seeing auras. Uh, the seeing of the auras is at a little bit lower level of awareness. And so... But I don't know that at that point. I'm just seeing all these colors around people. And, and the best I can say is they look like, you know, everybody had colored clouds around them. It looked like a cloud of colors. So when I start to see the cloud of colors around per people, each person, then that's the beginning of my understanding, the very, very, very beginning of my understanding of psychic anatomy there was no, nothing in school that I learned uh, that talked about this colored cloud around anybody. So I'm, I'm on my own basically at that time. And again, I tried to talk to people about that. 
uh, mostly adults, some children, and the same reaction. This is just like, phew. except in this level, I remember one person actually, you know, uh, went out of her way to invalidate it, <laughs> saying there is no such thing. Uh, and I tried to explain, well, you know, I knew my vocabulary was was uh, affecting the communication. I'm not describing it correctly, but at the time, that's what I thought. Now I know. Now, it didn't matter what words I used. Uh, she wasn't going to be able to validate it because she didn't experience it and she didn't see it. So anyway, that's that's uh, the beginning. And well, how come that's the part of the psychic anatomy and physiology? The aura, of course it is. It's an extension of the body. It's the ex- expression of the soul through the body, through the many different layers or levels of the body. It goes through transforming process, like energy, electricity goes through a transformer to step up or step down in its um, uh, voltage, so to speak. So then it's power level, and that's what we do. As souls, we bring in this total power, and then it steps down, steps down, steps down until we express it from the physical level uh, as, as, you know, speaking or action, physical action, things like that. And, but we're expressing it in, in other aspects, like on the mental body, we're ex- expressing as a uh, mental thought. We don't, we think thoughts, but we don't necessarily say them all the time. And, and so, but when you're starting to be aware of the whole structure, the physiology and the anatomy of the psychic aspect, psychic body, then, oh, okay, this person's saying this out of their physical mouth on a physical level, but you can also uh, recognize, oh, this person's thinking on the mental level, these thoughts. Ah, and then sometimes you'll recognize, oh, what, th- what this person is thinking about me is completely the opposite of what they're saying. <laughs> a person saying, oh, you're so nice. And they're thinking, oh, what an idiot. You know, <laughs> part of that is for me, part of that is the truth, not truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and not being upset about it, but just observing it and learning from it. Well, unfortunately, we are at the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Please let us know about your experience of our show and what you might have gotten out of it by commenting on our Facebook page. And it's titled Michael and Raphael Tamura Living the Miracle Radio Show. If you'd like us to explore a particular topic on our show, please let us know. Join us next Wednesday and find out what is to be what what it is to be psychic and learn the art of letting go. Important follow-up to this uh, episode. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass on Saturday, April 3rd from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time to learn to do energy work to feel better and feel like yourself again. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is... Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. 
We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.